Hey nerds! Welcome back to another episode of The Spirited Nerds. Uh, we are here with you today, David, Denise, myself, Shauna. Um, Mariah is missing today. She is at Disney World, just living her best life. Uh, and we are joined instead by our guest host, Garrett. Woo. Hey, Garrett. Hello. Hey, Garrett. Happy to be here. Nice. Long time listener, first time caller kind of deal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we love to hear it. Yes. Um, so, Garrett, do you just want to briefly speak on, like, your, your fandoms? Like, what makes you a spirited nerd? Sure. I I love Marvel. I love all comics, but I, I live, breathe, eat, sleep Marvel. I grew up reading the comics since I was literally, like, three years old. I learned to read from a Marvel Donald Duck comic. Wow. And uh, it's it's been all superheroes then. That's cool. So I, I'm living my best life now with, with Marvel <laughs> being, like, the peak of pop culture right now I, i'm i could not be happier and and okay. i love all things bay area sports <laughs> there you go <laughs> there you gotta go. throw that in all right so we today well before we get into what we are covering today uh we uh, we got to start with what we're drinking while david shows off his eagles jersey <laughs> what do you got to david? the chagrin of the niners fan <laughs> i've got i've got more jerseys i was going to pull down and because I was drinking so much of this, uh, it's Calumet. It's a 15-year, 8-year blend. Um, and it's fucking amazing. I didn't expect it to be this good. And that's why I drank so much of it. Because at first I was like, I'm going to pace myself. And I'm going to go into this show on a super even keel. And that did not happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think I'll be drinking much while we're actually doing the podcast. But. Just know oh. that I had a lot on the front end. <laughs> well, <laughs> so speaking of having a lot on the front end, Denise, yes, what are you drinking? A lot on the front end. Uh, two unplanned, <laughs> well, one planned, one unplanned happy hour back to back. Where, um, okay, David, yes, go birds. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. <laughs> David? I might have to go put on a 49er helmet. <laughs> I have what was called a fish house punch. I had three of those, which is aged rum, spiced rum, cognac, peach brandy, oleo, lemon, and some type of tea. It is absolutely bomb. You fancy. And then we went to a beer hall at another happy hour and had this IPA. I don't even know what it was. So yes, I'm 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 drinking water right now. All right, we have two slowing down yes. and two gearing up, I guess. <laughs> All right. Shauna, what are you drinking right now? I have just the thing that I kind of have been drinking a lot of unexpectedly, which is a gin ricky. So, again, it's just like some lime seltzer and some gin. Here she goes, her names, her fake names. Look, you got to stop that. It's, you gotta stop it's a that. real thing. It's a real it's thing. not a real thing. It is and nobody thing. has this much gin, so you're obviously just buying more at this no, point. No, I actually am just trying to finish it. <laughs> no, but, like, Rizzo doesn't drink gin. I'm just trying to finish it. Because nobody drinks gin. I thought it was a gym, as in J-I-M, Ricky. It's a gin, Ricky. <laughs> it's a yeah. gin, Ricky. Oh, okay. It's a gin, Ricky. Okay. Well, no wonder you thought it was fake. <laughs> I did. That's not a real thing. Fake. Okay. Gin, Ricky. Oh, um, all right. And okay, well then back, I guess over to Garrett then. Garrett, what are you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking my Mary Jones soda, courtesy of uh, Portland, a California legal uh, 
cannabis infused soda and it's Something awesome I need. nice it sounds amazing and it's orange it really does flavored. it looks orange uh, flavored i got orange and cream and i got a uh, green apple on deck 10 milligrams of thc each listen i'm here for i love I'm those jealous. sodas they're so good just like uh, i'm uh, i'm very excited soda. speaking of the best of all the worlds today we're talking about ant-man quantum mania how was that the best of any world I'm just saying. I was trying to do a thing, Denise. Sorry. You're stomping all over my segue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, best of best of. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue, Shana. <laughs> just I'm trying to tell the people what we're here about, Denise. Yeah, and it's Ant Man Quantum Mania. Yep. Let's talk about it. Wait, or wait, what's the actual full title? It's Ant-Man and the Wasp there was Quantumania? Very, no, 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 just Ant-Man Quantumania. There was no Wasp. There was Ant-Man Quantumania. Yeah. I think, no, I, I think there's the a Wasp. wasp. in the title. I could, I could be wrong. No, there's, there's a Wasp in the title. Uh-oh. The Wasp. In the I'm Googling movie. it. I'm Googling it right now. Hold yeah, on. Ant-Man and the Wasp oh, the title, Quantumania. The, the title is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yes. That's all, that's all I was saying. I was all I was saying I'm about just the title. That the movie was lacking the wasp. That's all my argument. She was she was for like at the end for like fifteen like, minutes total. Yeah, yeah. It was at the end. Okay. Right. I I have my you know what honestly though with Evangeline Lilly as the wasp I I'm already kind of like yeah it's fine if we just sideline her a little bit so I, agreed yeah so it's actually fine. Oh no! Did she fuck up? I, she was very much like, uh, COVID is just a flu and my kids are going to go to no. school. I don't care. And since then, that was at the very beginning of COVID when everybody was like, take lockdown seriously. And mm -hmm. she's never really walked it back. She's gone to like anti-vax protests. She like petitioned Justin Trudeau because she is Canadian. We're not going to own her now, but like she is Canadian. We're not going to claim her. I mean, but she wrote to Justin Trudeau like, like end the quarantines and stuff oh. so that's that haircut is making all i was about to now. say <laughs> she she definitely popped up with that haircut yes. like, oh is she is she an issue yeah she's an issue oh yeah okay. that's yeah so i so you know what i wasn't too mad about her being sidelined because i was already kind of like do i really need to watch her and i'm so sad that she gets to be that close to paul rudd like I feel like yeah, you should be it. on a different tier. No, no I don't yeah, for, so. for, no. for this one, she was exactly as close to him as she needed to be. So, yeah, damn. Is Paul Rudd? They do not have they do not have charisma. No, no, no. it was Paul awkward. Rudd, it, yeah, and Paul Rudd is not Canadian, but we would claim him. Canadians would definitely. <laughs> if there was any way, if there was a sixth degree of situation of, of well, say so he's nice enough. I was going to say is. if you told he's, he's, like, nice he's definitely part Canadian in nature. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, all his all his <laughs> friends are Canadian. Yeah, he's, he's got friends with Seth Rogen, right? Yeah. Yes, he Rogen's is Canadian. Oh my Seth Rogen god, he's super Canadian. He's yeah. super Canadian. How is he Canadian and Paul Rudd isn't? Uh, because because well, really, one was born in Canada. I, yeah. Know, as soon as I said that, I was like. <laughs> I don't know. How, and I like, don't know how to better explain that. Really funny, really funny people come from Canada and then they move to the United States to like make their career. But Canadians and are still like, but they're they're Canadians, so okay. they're still still ours. I so. 
that's how that all okay. worked out. But yeah, they're buddy buddies, and he that it probably just rubbed off. So he is he's Canadian adjacent. How, we'll 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 claim him that way. Okay. Wow, what an introduction. <laughs> <laughs> we're really on track. Yeah. This is what happens when Orion's yeah, not say, here. If, if you're still here, we're about to start talking about the movie, so it's going to get worse. <laughs> you know what? This I was think... the best part. <laughs> I was going to say, I think this is all of us just buying time before we're we talk stalling. about this movie. This is what we do when we don't want to talk about it. We just call. You know, it's, it's like it's like we're at a funeral and the music hasn't started playing yet so you have you don't have to sit down oh my god all right well, here we so with well, here we go without their further ado so ant-man and the wasp quantum mania kicks off phase five of the mcu it does so already it has a place in like mcu history it's got to be significant in some sort of way. And this is our formal introduction to Kang the Conqueror as the phase five, like Thanos. Big bad. So yep. the big bad, this is going to be his arc. And like, we've seen Kang before. Potentially phase him. six too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. This is why Garrett's here. Keep me in check. Um, so, so we've seen Kang before. We've seen him in the Loki series. Um, and was he in one? No, he wasn't in one division. But he's kind of like alluded to. A little he's, bit. He's, so he he kind of gets wrapped into, not so much Kang the Conqueror, but the fact that the timelines all get kind of screwed up. Yep. It gets kind of merged between WandaVision and Spider-Man and, Loki. and right. Loki and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, timelines are going timey-wimey. Here comes <laughs> Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we feel about the introduction of Kang versus how we were introduced to Thanos? Denise, I'm going to throw to you because this is a question that you brought up. So, I want to hear where you were coming from. I was led to believe that this introduction of King the Conqueror was going to be, and we'll, we'll probably still get it, but that he was out here just conquering shit. Like, he's going to come in, like, and I mean, Thanos didn't come in, no, he kind of did come in just, just, I don't know how to say it, like, it's just balls to the walls. Like, he just came in and people were getting murdered. Like, Heroes that we had seen through phases one through three, just standing up to villains and just just pummeling shit. Like, the Hulk was scared of Thanos. Like, I had never seen the Hulk scared of anybody before. So when they say, like, King the Conqueror is the big bad, he's coming in, that's what I expected to see. So for Ant-Man to come in and the Wasp to come in and just handle King the Conqueror in the first movie, I was like, wait... I mean, you when we were on that rooftop in San Diego and we were watching like the Jonathan Major stuff and all, you know his introduction and Big Bad is coming and, and King the Conqueror, King Dynasty coming. It's just that intro, that movie wasn't it for me. I was like, is, is this it? Like, I just, I just, I don't know. It just seems so kiddish to me at times. Um, Thanos was murdering people, and it just Thanos didn't uh, show up. I, I thought we saw a good amount of murder for for an Ant Man movie. Like we saw a little bit of conquering, which was pretty crazy. When we saw like those slight glimpses of Kang get letting loose, yeah, he was letting loose like crazy. 
it's only like appearance two also like it's the main like intro for sure but it's only like appearance two after we saw he who remains like there's still going to be a lot more so i feel like there's still room for this to grow so for the kang aspect alone i thought it was okay like we saw him like physically he like kicked paul rudd's like ass with his like creed arms out like that was pretty awesome yeah and then we did also get to see him with like crazy powers also so we saw a good like range of king those if, definitely weren't if that makes sense a creed 3 breakdown you're absolutely right like a beat down that he got Ooh. was a creed breakdown i just feel like putting king in this movie was a money grab for disney there was no i don't yeah feel like it was the i can't movie. disagree with that yes i don't feel like it was a proper introduction for this Kang dynasty, like his takeover that they're like trying to put out. I just feel like I'm going to disagree. Cause I was like, Dave if, has Kang wasn't, if, Kang, yeah, if Kang wasn't your bad guy, who was it going to be? Fucking MODOK. I don't know. Cause if that was going to, if there, there was, there was no other bad guy. For, well, first of all, there was no other bad guy. Second of all, they could have done it with Kang, Second of all, Kang, an individual Kang isn't the problem. And just like we had with Thanos in the original one through we know like that one through three phase run where he was in the background. He wasn't um he wasn't a a threat they really had to deal with. He sent Loki, he was the instrument behind Ronan the Accuser, stuff like that. What you're seeing now with Kang is Kang th- this version of Kang showed up, another version of him showed up in He Who Remains. And then you see Immortus. And then you see who I'm assuming is uh, the Centurion. And then you see um, the Council of Kings. I think that is what's going to end up being the threat. Them as a combination, not just one individual guy. Right. And I think that's why Fantastic Four is going to come out before King Dynasty because they haven't reached where they're going to go with his story yet. And I think this part was just a whole... Yeah, you know what? Yeah, this Kang was kind of a bitch. Like, it looked real cool when he came down and killed a bunch of people, but then he got murdered by a bunch of fucking ants. So, obviously, he's not the threat that we thought he was going to be. Right. That was my thing. And that threat is coming later. They've been building him up as the threat of this phase. Like, he, Kang the Conqueror is coming. He's Kang Dynasty. Like, he is the threat. And then we, he got handled in the first movie. I was like... Well, yeah, but if you, but like in the comic books, that's kind of how it goes like he he it's it's not so much that he himself is a threat it's that he himself is everlasting so he always comes back and he always comes back with the knowledge of what happened to him before and we didn't see him at full power like they kind of had a one-liner where like okay he plugged in and got his suit powered up but he doesn't have his chair powered up so he doesn't have all his power yet so they were kind of handling him at like half power but it's a one-liner. Right. Like, the movie didn't explain a lot of things well. It kind of, like, put one-liners in there, and they kind of explained it was his suit that made him powerful, so maybe the ants, like, fucked up his suit, so he didn't have as much power towards the end. But they didn't show that well. They didn't show, like, things breaking on him, you know? Like, no. that would have helped, I think, to explain, like, okay, now he's less powerful. Mm, yeah. It feels like when somebody other than Peyton Reed gets a hold of him, I feel like maybe... He'll he'll be done better. Totally agree. Totally agree. I I, I was telling Shauna this morning. I I, I think Peyton Reed is the basic white girl of the Marvel directors. So yes. like, right. given that, 
I thought this was a pretty decent movie from a basic white girl director. Like, I would yeah. never say, like, from the imagination of Peyton Reed. I would never no. use that as a tagline to sell a movie. Right. So yeah. given it's, you know, the bring it on guy, the guy who directs, like, cheerleaders, like, yes. he did pretty good for, like, a, a Quantum Realm Kang movie. It yeah. just, I agree, Kang will be so much better when any other director handles him. You know what's funny is that we I, we were talking about this in like our group thread. It was like Kevin Feige has this dream that like Marvel, the MCU can go on for a, another 80 years. Like how the comics have been going, right? So we're like, we can make MCU movies for the next decades. And then I'm like, how are you going to do that with calling on directors like Peyton Reed who are directing rom-coms? Yeah. It's like, do you need to kind of just have your own in-house kind of like directors and writers where in this movie, the writer has written some Spider-Man comics and stuff like that, but some of the directions he went in, I was like, why Why am I seeing this on the screen? Like, why is this right. in your script? I, I feel like the law of Hollywood is if, like, your money, your movie makes money, you kind of get a sequel. Yeah. So the Ant-Man movies were successful enough where Kevin Feige had to give him the third one. And I know, like, I've been reading, he's been begging for Fantastic Four forever. No. And Kevin Feige did not give him well, Fantastic he, he, Four, thankfully. Well, he did, but he gave him Kang so, Dynasty. Which is, so I think, yeah, this was him throwing him a bone, which is kind of no, like... No, no, no. He, he's directing Kang Dynasty. The writer... Ooh, that's bad. The writer... Peyton Reed. That's bad. No, I, th I think it's uh, Daniel Dustin Creighton. I think it's the Shang-Chi oh. director. The Shang-Chi director is directing King Dynasty. Is directing, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 and the they, do not, they do not have a director for Secret, uh, Secret Wars yet. Right. Yes. Shauna, get in here. I, I hear you trying. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so I actually kind of want to, like, bridge a little bit of what we're saying. Um, I, I hear you, David. Like, yeah, for me, the threat of Thanos was in the wings it was the shadow it was the creep 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 that was thanos it, he didn't really come in with a murder hammer until after he'd been creeping for a while and it felt like they were trying to bring in kang with a murder hammer after only seeing him in loki however david i'm gonna disagree with you i actually think if they had done i really liked mo i really like modok i didn't love modok in this movie but i think that for an ant-man movie modok was the right villain and they really shouldn't have given kang as the villain in this movie it did not feel like a good fit for me i okay, think they yeah. could have done a better job with kang in a introduction wise in a different movie so i'm yeah. i'm kind of like I'm threading it all a little bit. I Ant-Man versus the Modoc backstory that they gave him in this movie could have just been a little Ant-Man movie that tied it back to Ant-Man 1 and like tied it up and like here's your little trilogy. Also, here's a new Ant-Man because Cassie has a suit now and then let's launch Kang after this. I don't that would have been great. Be, I don't think Kang had to be in this movie. You beautiful human. I know there's a point where you feel like you're going to just like <laughs> blow my mind, but we're on the same <laughs> path right now. Where you, for now. For now. Kind of. When for now. I said have been the villain in this and you could have left Kang completely out of this. This was not the introduction. Modoc Modoc could not have been the villain in this movie the way Peyton Reed developed this Modoc. Cuz this Modoc Okay, so and and it's I mean okay so you've got multiple iterations of Modok in the comic books but let's go with the latest one where he's actually super serious and he's actually a threat fine you don't want to do that because you want Ant Man to still be kind of playable right mm -hmm. okay cool you don't want to use the Patton Oswalt version of Modok because maybe he's too comical no and I that's do. fine too 
but but Peyton Reed didn't. But so for Peyton Reed, it's like okay, he's too comical. Fine, whatever. The for me, the perfect Modoc would have been the one from the Avengers game because that Modoc, he he wasn't funny, but he was serious enough to where I feel like maybe Ant Man could have been a threat to him, quote unquote, if he was the main villain. But to say that you're gonna bring Modoc into the MCU. And then use him for 45 minutes of comic relief and then kill him in the dumb shittest way possible. Yeah. Is is disrespectful to yeah. him and a few other characters at that we'll how later. murder he was as a murder bot. Like they kind of showed at him kind of cool yeah. as a murder bot. At the beginning. At the yes, begin- yes, yes, at the very yeah. beginning. Yeah. When okay. he when he when he rained down on that town and managed to kill nobody that mattered, yeah, he was great. But we talked about the fact that how Jeff Walters didn't see him as like a mer- he saw him as like a Frank Grimes from the Simpsons episode where he is somebody who's been dealt yeah. with a bad hand his entire life and now he has this position where he is in this position of power and I'm going to just do what I can with it but it still just fucks him over. Yeah, but that but that wasn't Darren Cross. And if if you're going to do that, fine. You've got an entire world down there full of creatures that it, any one of them could have been Modoc and developed their own backstory. But don't give it to Darren Cross, the guy who built himself up to be second in charge of PIM technology. He wasn't dealt a bad hand. This this guy wasn't he, the Modoc. He did think of himself wanted. as hot shit. Right. The, yeah. Like this guy wasn't the Modoc they wanted if if what they wanted was and every man who just had some bad luck. That I, wasn't Darren Cross. See, I I really wanted him to be, the whole time. I was like, I love seeing Modoc. I wish he was Patton Oswalt. I really wished he was the Hulu Patton Oswalt. I, 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 I would have loved so, it if it was I just a giant so Patton Oswalt face. Right. That's, that's all I wanted the whole time. I was like, I see what they're trying to do. But like, that's what I'm I like in the perfect world for me. They took the Darren, the, the Patton Oswalt Modoc. They kind of like refused it a little bit. Give that as the villain, like make it comical, make it Ant Man. I, yeah, it doesn't have to be, but it doesn't have to be like some weird redemption arc. And to your point, David, too, about hey, let's spin up Modok to kill him within a half an hour. We'll come back to that because that's I agree that that's a problem. Yeah, uh, they did him dirty. I mean, yeah, they, from, they from they the do. from they the do. from the character development to that stupid heart monitor. The second I saw that heart monitor, I was like, okay, he's dead. Because Modoc doesn't have a fucking heart right. monitor, so why is that there? Why is it it's there? only there so I can see him fucking flatline. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. 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 Which I'm all for yeah. character arcs, like in in comics throughout the from the beginning of time to the end of time. Everybody's gonna have a different character arc. That's what makes them interesting. Get it? I this one I this one fell flat for me. It took it took Loki three phases to go from bad guy to good guy. Yeah. They did this with Darren Cross in two movies. The first movie, he tried to kill a toddler, and then he got killed, supposedly. And then he gets thrown down to the quantum realm, where he becomes Modoc. He wipes out half a village, and then because she tells him not to be a dick, magically he's just a good guy now. He dies an Avenger. I was like, no, you don't die an Avenger. No. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I I thought that was kind of funny. I, I did laugh a lot there. <laughs> that he was dying an Avenger. I, I like that. Oh, I have seen. The- I feel like I, I, I'm easy to please. I guess. Had I had I been in a better place, I would have enjoyed that. 
<laughs> the Avenge the Fallen memes that have come from that are pretty funny. But in the moment, I was like, no, 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 Fallen <laughs> Avenger, get out of here. You literally well, murdering people a minute ago. Leave it to the internet to take something and make it better. Yes. Or worse. But in this case, better. In this We're going to take better. it. Yes. <laughs> we well, skipped... I- it's okay because you know ahead, that that was all I wanted to say about Modoc. Anyway, I think we've had our Modoc discussion, um, but yeah. I did want to circle back very quickly. I am not entrenched in the comic books as some of you are, um, and Denise, you feel a little bit cheated by this introduction of of Kang. You feel cheated by the introduction of Kang. I just as how not from a comic my, standpoint, just as a villain lover standpoint. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Well, my question, the question I'm going to ask is, how would you have done it differently? I've already said that he, I, in my perfect world, this, he would not have been the villain for this movie. I don't know what to replace him with as, like, his big debut. But my question then to the group is, like, wh- how would you debut? Kang, the- Kang, Kang the Conqueror, Council of Kangs, whichever Kang. I'm I know gonna, it's a ton, so. I'm going to go first mm-hmm. just because <laughs> I feel like I'm probably the only person that likes how they did it. Um, and Gary, I know, like, I know Shauna said, you're like really big in the comic book. So when I see this version of Kang, I have to imagine the next time I see Kang, it'll be a different version of him. And then the next time after that, well, I, Loki season two, you want to see Victor Timely. So that's just, just a different version of Kang. And then if he's the one that actually did end up buying the Baxter or buying the Avengers tower, then you'll see a different version of King. And and that's how I feel that they're going with it, where it's not just one big bad. You're going to see different iterations of this character and they're all going to be a problem, but they're all going to be stemmed from the council of Kings, which is going to ultimately be the issue to deal with. Or if they come up with Kang prime, then that'll be the issue. But I like the fact that we're getting to see all these different, all these different versions of him. And I like the fact that they have an actor who's capable of playing this many different characters. Right. Oh, hundred percent. Yes. Anyone else? A a different spin on your introduction? I'm actually kind of with David. I did like this introduction of Kang. I very much agree with your thought that MODOK would have been, this Darren Cross MODOK would have been a good main villain for Ant-Man 3 because Ant-Man going against Kang is just a big stretch. But maybe Kang hanging out in the background, doing what he did in this movie, but a little bit less. Maybe a little bit more in the shadows if they had right, to defeat yeah. him so easily. Um, but I, I'm with David. I like this version of Kang. Like, I was just happy a lot seeing like a very cheesy Jack Kirby design look amazing on Jonathan Majors. Like, he looked I, I, say, I will say, I was worried about how they were going to do that outfit. And fucking, they nailed it. They it did looked like space it. future royalty. Like yeah. it was, it was awesome. Yeah. I feel like Kang was played down more. I don't, I don't know how to say it. Like in the beginning of the episode, it was like he was handling Scott and Cassie with just a flick of his finger, and then at the end, it was just like I can't defeat you when ants were coming. And like I, I, David, I know, I know. I just. But see, the, that, but that's the difference to me between a between a bad character and bad directing and writing. I yeah, I get it, but I I don't like the direction and writing that came with him in this movie. Right. That's my own thing. I love him. I loved him. He he made the movie. 
I just, he did. Yes, the direction and the writing and putting him in this movie, I, I don't like that direction. I, I didn't like that direction. I, I think there's still, you know, the, the Kevin Feige promise that this is just the beginning of a lot more. Wait. And I think we're actually going to see King way more than Thanos. No, we are. Or at least I, different variants. So I just feel like the introduction to him wasn't what we were expecting. That's all. We were expecting right. like a Thanos, like that's fair. You're a big bad. You're gonna come in and you're fucking shit up. And ants handled him. Scott Lang handled him. The like, what? What's the wasp's name? I don't even remember. hope Pim or whoever she handled. Hope like, and I. Yeah, I just it, it was just too easy in the begin in the very first movie. And so I'm like, if they're handling you right now, how is anybody else like everyone else is gonna be able to handle you coming down the line? Like I just yeah. It wasn't the promise that I was expecting to see. That's all. I definitely would have been happier with like a darker ending yeah. of like maybe King getting loose on the multiverse. The only time I connected with the actual movie was when he was walking down the street and he was like, wait, he did say that if I killed him that more were coming and did I just do myself? That was the only time I connected with the movie. I was like, oh shit, like shit's about to get real. And he was like, ah, oh, no, I'm good. But you know, yeah, rock yeah. stars. Thankfully, they've broken that down, and you know, yeah, think that, yeah, like that's like he's in a whole nother like timeline, and he's yeah. I'm about to say shouts out to Eric Voss because I because when I was I saw it, and I was like, I I loved it when everything kind of folded in on him, and then I went back and I watched that new rock stars video, and it was like, yeah, everything kind of changed. They've got those same murals up for heroes when they die. Um, the guy in the coffee shop actually made him pay for the coffee. He passed the same people twice on the street. Like, like when he got, when he came back to the real world, nothing was really the same. And honestly, and I'm going to say this from my heart, fuck them for giving me such a terrible movie with such a good ending. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because, because I, I missed all of that at the end because all I wanted to do at that point was leave that movie theater. I didn't want, like after, after they went back through the portal, I was like, okay, Jesus Christ, let this be over. Like, I don't want, I don't want any more of this. You're waiting for the instant. And then when it happened, show me what's next. Show me the increase on it. Right. Show me where- yeah. I was like, just, I was like, get, get, get me through this, man. So like what's the, what's, the, what's scene, the increase? I was like, oh shit. Like, wait, 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 what's happening. I was thinking, I was getting Wanda yeah. flashbacks. I was like, wait he's like he's he's like disconnecting or i don't i don't know how to explain it but i was like oh my god he's realizing that shit ain't sweet right now like yeah it had me for so, a second. so to me that moment to denise i thought oh that's his iron man moment when iron man kind of was like maybe what i'm doing isn't the best thing ever and like iron man had like there was a huge split then in the avengers and everything that was happening because iron man kind of had a like uh, I don't know what side of history I'm on. And I went, oh, this is Scott's moment. And then he was like, ah, nah. But here's the other thing that I thought, and I was going to cover this later, but actually I have not seen the new Rockstars video. So now I'm really interested in your take. So I'm going to bring it up sooner than I thought I was. Yeah. The part of the end of the movie that I thought worked against the narrative was when Scott was when the portal was closed and you were like oh is he's trapped in the quantum realm and then he's he and hope are just like let's go home and there's a portal behind him and I was like well that really cheapens the whole hero's journey that really cheapens the sacrifice Mm -hmm. so 
in this instance that you're both talking about, if he was then transported to like an alternate timeline, like is Kang the one who opened the portal? Like what, what was the take that I didn't hear about? Because for me, that really cheapened the end. Unless well, he's in a new universe and that was done purposefully, then it, it, it helps me like it a, more. Here's the thing. No, what, nobody really has an answer for that uh, as far as why that portal opened. Because Cassie found them using the same coordinates she did the first time and opened the portal even though she wasn't the one who opened it in the first place it was Kang and Modoc hijacking her signal so maybe she found a way in the 15 seconds that she had been back to use the signal and open the portal it felt like a failed test screening said we want a happy ending so they did yes. a last minute rewrite mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're not we're not recording video, so you couldn't see that. But I just gave gave, gave <laughs> the finger guns because yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that was exactly what it was. Yes, like it's literally on my list of things to talk about. I will cross it out now because it it really didn't sit right with me. Right, that, like it didn't make any sense. No, it made no sense. He was no. just like we just it, it had a lot of emotion too with him getting stuck. It was like yes. on the verge of just is that so we're right now? Are we, emotion. Are we talking shit about the movie now? Yeah, let's. Because <laughs> I got a, I got a bunch now? of questions for everybody. I know, okay, Garrett, so... I know, Garrett, you have your positive moments. I put stars around and everything. Garrett's. Oh, shit. Should, we, should we do positive first? You want to do positive first, Garrett? What you loved about it? Well, okay, wait, okay, yeah, we can do that. Do we want to do that or do you want to save it to the end? I don't no, know how this is I'm going to do positive hey. first and then shit talking last. Yeah, yeah, because uh, there's a, uh, even I have some shit talking to do on it, so it's going to take it's a while to do that part. I would love to hear. I'm going to mute myself. So I don't scream through your positive stuff. <laughs> I thought, as an Ant-Man movie, from Peyton Reed, the basic white girl of the Marvel directors, it wasn't bad, and I'm actually looking forward to rewatching it. Because I did go into there into the movie with lower expectations. I went in there thinking, okay, I'm going to get a kid's movie mm-hmm. and a badass introduction of King. Okay. Even though those two do not mesh at all. Let's jump in real quick. Is Peyton Reed a woman? I'm happy to see that. No, he's not. No, no, it's, okay. it's a guy. Here's my thing. Because I have to imagine <laughs> if Peyton Reed was a woman, the relationship between Cassie and... David, go back on mute. <laughs> all right, would have been better. <laughs> there was no... There was no emotional depth in that relationship. I'm, I'm, I'm going back on mute. I'm just, yeah. Listen, listen. I, all, I, only, I only wish, was, I only wish Peyton Reed had been a basic a white woman. Okay, he's not. Go back on mute. <laughs> you can There's definitely a lack of emotional depth, but we'll get there later. Okay. But I'm literally crying in right Ant-Man now. Part 3, uh-huh. it wasn't bad. Like, I thought Ant-Man 2 was horrible. Mm-hmm. So this was a major step up from Ant-Man 2. I liked, like, all the characters got moments. It was a legit action film. Like it did, it it was a little boring in the middle, but we got some cool creatures. We got some laughs. Every character got a moment. I like that. Like from an action standpoint and as terrible as the ants at the end were as a diehard karmic fan, seeing Hank Pym tank on Kang is awesome. Like Hank Pym's an OG Avenger and he doesn't get enough credit in MCU as an old man because he's young in the, in like the comics. So I like, it was balanced. The script had all the elements. It just scratched the surface of everything. I think, like, if it were a writing assignment, I'd give it a B. Like, it it completed the assignment. So I was happy about that. Like, was it predictable? Yeah. 
like the ants were very stupid, but they did set them up properly at the beginning. You had ants set up. You see the ants go in the portal. You see him messing with his earpiece. Is it dumb? Yes, but they did the bare minimum. And that's all I asked. Like, do you have the one-liners to explain things? Yeah. Was it more tell, not show? Yeah, but at least they did tell. Okay. Well, it's it's so, the gun you know, principle, right? It's if you see a gun in the yes. first act, it will go off in the third. So it, you saw the Chekhov's, ants in the first Chekhov's act, ants. and they went off in the third. I'm so sorry. Chekhov's ants. So like, it, it followed the basics. Like it was, it was the most basic in the most basic way. It was satisfying. I just wasn't fulfilled. I think that was my biggest takeaway. It had all the right things. I was very satisfied but it only scraps the surface of a lot of good things. So I wasn't fulfilled. Like no character had an arc, but at least each character got to kick ass. And then you, and like, you, like you know, Janice, like that she got a moment to shine. Yeah. All right. Boom. Exactly. <laughs> well, also like I was, the, the, the day before I, I was talking to my barber who was taking his seven year old kid to the movie. So I was thinking about like kids watching this also. And I'm like, okay, like Kang might've been intense, but from a kid's standpoint, this probably was pretty fun. My eight-year-old went very, with me like, to the prequel. movie. Yes, and yeah. she fell asleep. You, oh. <laughs> so, so, um, so but I just, I just want to say real quick: <laughs> nobody else can see that David legitimately, when he said he was going on mute, David literally put himself on mute and then unmuted to come in immediately afterwards. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> and then he muted himself again. So. I was dying. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. David, you are unmuted. The floor is yours. I have a positive. Oh! I have, I have hey. exactly one. No, I have two positives. Okay. My first positive is I really like the fact that Hank and Janet were both fucking other people, but they were also super positive about it. That's your yes. Positive. That was very Agreed. healthy. And, no, I'm, no, and I'm, and I'm being, healthy. I'm being, dead, I'm being dead fucking serious. That because because she spent thirty years down there, mm -hmm. and then Bill Murray shows up. I wish it hadn't been Bill Murray because thirty years ago he still looked like shit. But <laughs> she was like, yeah, he and I had a relationship, and and he was. Bill Murray was trying to be a dick about it. And Hank was like, yeah, I mean, I get it. Y'all fucked, whatever. Like, she was here for 30 years, bro. I'm not just going to assume that she went, you know, she was dickless chased. for 30 years. And, and right. Hank was theoretically he no saint either. And, yeah. and, and, he, and he said it. He was like, yeah, I had another relationship. And she was like, what happened? She was, And he was like, yo, she, she, she wasn't you. Yep. Yeah. Aww. And I thought that was, and that, that was healthy as shit. And I fucking loved it. Yep. Um, That's and fun. then I think the second positive was do with the, with no holes. He was great. The little alien that they had. To he was out. very funny. Okay. Yeah, those those are those are my two positives. For <laughs> me, as soon as I saw him, I was like, he is the Alan Tudyk character the of alien? this movie. Yeah, I don't know who actually voiced him, but I do. I, who did? He was okay. Do you remember the weird Eastern European guy from the first two Ant Man movies? Yeah, it was that, that was in the security company. It was him. Yeah, was wasn't him. he also in Peacemaker? I have wasn't no idea. Wasn't he like? Wasn't he possibly? Bubble? He was. He was in the Dark Knight. I know he that. Was in the dark, he was in the Dark Knight. Yes. yes. He wasn't weird, glowy person. No, you're thinking Polka Dot Man. No, he was not Polka Dot Man. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Anyway, that to me was oh, like. Oh shit! Was he? He wasn't. I don't think he was. Was he? Ooh, I'm a. I'm a. I don't know. Y'all keep talking. I'm a Google. Okay. It. 
I just like when I saw him, I was like, "That's the Alan Tudyk character." He was polka dot man was in the what Suicide Squad. You're right. Oh, was I saying Peacemaker? You were saying. Peacemaker. I was saying. Yeah, okay, yeah. It, it, was was... The, it was the James Gunn I Suicide Squad. It was Suicide Squad. Okay, okay. Thank, thank you, Denise, for reading my mind, even though I was saying the wrong thing. But I was like, <laughs> "It's that guy, right?" <laughs> and I'm doing. I didn't all these that stupid. Him, doing all these stupid hand motions. No one yeah, can see. Him. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. David. Dust Malshian. There we go. All right, David. Yeah. All right. My, um, and he was in Prisoners, which is my favorite movie. Sorry. Prisoners? Prisoners? If you if you haven't seen Prisoners, oh my God, watch it. Jake Gyllenhaal, fucking, it's it's amazing. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a gem. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal, <laughs> Hugh Jackman, Paul Dano. Oh my it's, gosh. It's, it's a, That's a Terrence Howard's in it. That's a killer cast. Yeah. Viola Davis is in it. Oh, um, what is this movie? What? Prisoners? It's it's. I'm not. We're not. We can't go into the synopsis because okay. it's it's okay. it's dark as shit. But oh, okay. so anyway, sprinkle it in there. I love the background. It, I'm I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So the whole time I was in, it, I felt like I was in Star Wars. Like I felt like we were on set of a Star Wars movie. Um, like the bar felt like the cantina. Like everything felt like we were in Star Wars. So God damn it, Denise. What? That's legitimately what I thought was going to set you off today. You scared me just now. <laughs> what happened? Yes, I, on to God, texted Garrett and Mariah on the side, and I said, I'm going to set Denise off tonight because I thought this Ant-Man movie felt like a Star Wars movie. Why would that set It off? did. No, you, you're right. It did. It felt because like a movie. In the well, worst ways, it felt like a Star Wars movie. Yes, that's but that's why because I am <laughs> I because I know you didn't like this movie, and I also I hated know, this movie. Yeah, right. But I also know that you like worship at the altar I of Star, love Wars. Star Wars. You love Star Wars. I know. Yeah. So that to me, like those two things to me didn't connect. I thought for sure I was gonna say this felt like a Star Wars movie because of the cantina, because it's Empire versus Rebels, because at the end when all the ships come in, they literally look at the sky and go, they came. And I was like, we just saw that. You can't always, you, and, no one can actually make a Star Wars every time, but it, it felt very Star Wars. It felt like a Star Wars movie. Yeah. But I this thought, felt like a I Star thought, Wars movie that Jar Jar Binks would show up in. I just thought you were gonna. I thought Ooh, you were gonna definitely hate true. that that take on it because you love Star Wars, and I, broccoli I, guy, broccoli guy would have been Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Yeah, when he was, a yeah, so, it looks like broccoli. Yeah. I said, listen, they're so, trying way too hard at this. This, this yeah. to me felt like the 1970s campy Star Wars with yeah. the budget of the latest Star Wars. That's what this movie felt like. That's exactly what it felt like. And David is but, actually right by saying it felt like yeah. a Jar Jar Binks one. Like it felt like an episode one where you have all this Disney money to make this a star. And yes. it's like you tried way too hard at times. Yes. It came. Yes. You, you know, if this was made 20 years ago, one of those characters would have been racist as hell. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been it would have been holes guy they would have replaced holes guy with somebody yeah 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 <laughs> hyper problematic yeah like it was just it, it it came off as a star wars movie it really it, did as a grab to be a star wars movie not as a star okay wars movie. i i thought you and i were gonna fight about that no. um i because because you love Star Wars. I do. I, I think Star Wars movies are just like campy, fun romps. And that's kind of was just like, this movie was like campy and like a fun romp. But like, well, it was funny have... because I know when I was reading articles, people were saying Rick and Morty. I was like, no, this, you can this tell. This is a Star Wars movie. They got a lot of influence from Star Wars. You can tell they did. Yeah. yeah. The, 
it's also it's also because Star Wars movies are incredibly formulaic. Yeah. They follow like beat for beat the same storyline in every single cycle and every single trilogy and that's what this felt like it felt like beat for beat here we go like it it felt like they were just like this was ant-man one this was ant-man one all over again that's what i thought but i just thought that because you love star wars and you dislike this movie so much that those two things couldn't coexist in a way no that i felt, you felt it was good a about failed attempt at Okay. Star Wars movie. Yeah. That's that's where it is. Yeah, that's where, that's it, where is. it is. Because the other yeah. the other thing is, um, I couldn't and I and I still can't, I could not put my finger on why the humor of those Star Wars movies works for those Star Wars movies, but the humor in this movie didn't match it. I couldn't Because the Star it out. Wars movies are campy and this movie tried too hard. It tried way too hard. It just needed to be more self aware, is what you're saying. Like, it needed to be more self-aware of the fact less that Less self-aware. Less self-aware. I think when it okay. was campy, it worked if you thought it was a campy movie, but then you have Kang, who's not campy at all. So yeah. it, was, it right. was a weird balance. Yeah, okay. Even then, right. like, Darth Vader was not campy at all, but he was still fucking terrifying. They still made a yeah. way to have this campy That's movie true. around him, but still keep him terrifying. That's the thing that I just, this movie didn't do that very well for me. It didn't okay. do it. There was, I think that's Peyton Reed. Yeah. There was a line where, because Modoc was supposed to be the, the comic relief. There was a line there where he was being serious. When, okay, so when Ant Man goes down into the probability field and um, he's talking to Modoc on the headset, Modoc is perfect there. He's, he's flatlined. But he's still funny when he's talking about the short engine's cat and all everything else. Like that that should have been his tone the entire movie. Right. Yeah. But for some reason they took him a little bit further left than they needed to, and they made him a joke. Right. Where he didn't mm-hmm. need to be a joke. Mm-hmm. He could have just been funny in the fact that he was this all powerful killing machine, but he had a real dry sense of humor. Right. And mm-hmm. and they went too far away from that and just tried to make it like, okay, we have to make sure that you're going to laugh at this, you know? Like when they dangled his little butt. Yeah. Like, why do that? Yeah. Also, that moment where Scott and all the probability Scots, like, band together and do a thing, to me, in my head, I was like, oh, it's Wreck-It Ralph breaks the internet. I've seen that this. was dumb as shit. I've so, seen this before, too. There were 45 billion Scots, but then Hope figured it out in 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And that then was they, so fucking And then stupid. they touch and all probabilities cease. Like they can't have differing opinions. I'm so sorry. But Are we as, talking about the bad parts now? It sounds well, I'm officially. As a person who lives with another adult who is free thinking, we come to disagreements a lot. There is a lot of probabilities for every single fucking decision that's made in this house. Uh So for them to like touch in all probabilities to just stop instead of infinitely increase to me was like a little bit like, I get what you're trying to do, Peyton Reed, rom-com. That makes a bunch of sense now. That was a rom-com moment instead of a... Well, if we're talking about probability, that just got a lot more fucking complicated. <laughs> like, yes. You, yeah, David, do you need to do you need to like offload a little bit before we start talking about the villain <laughs> problems? 
Because the next thing is we're okay. going to talk about villain problems. So offload if you need Right. To. So I, I, I'm about to say, I saw in the show notes, we weren't really talking about specific negatives. No, let's talk about the negatives. We, I just didn't this, put this, them in, but I just figured that was a given that we were I mean, well, going to come through. Almost a, we're also almost an hour in. We got to end this at some then point. Then let's but talk about the negatives. Let's go. This, <laughs> this movie was a, it was a string of cliches. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I didn't understand it. Like from the beginning where his daughter resented him for not wanting to be a hero anymore because he had lost so much time with her to Janet, which really, which really irritated the shit out of me because Janet understands what King is and what he's capable of. She comes out of the quantum realm and doesn't tell anybody anything about this person, even oh, though yes. she's aware at this point that mm-hmm. the Avengers are a real thing that exists and can also help them. Mm-hmm. She just leaves it blank. And then when they all get sucked down into the quantum realm, then she's like, okay, I'll tell you about this later. We got to keep moving. It's like, all right, fine. But then hope is like, no, you got to tell us right now where this fucking thing's trying to eat us. Like, bitch, now is not the fucking time. Like, I'll tell you when we're not actively trying to be hunted. And then they get to Bill Murray and everybody's talking in like code. Yeah. Like they can't say his fucking name or something. I'm like, okay. This is for the audience, and I understand that. You're just doing a very bad job at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It, is, it yes. is like, and I, I don't know how much of um, of Edgar Wright's material you guys have watched. It's kind of like Peyton Reed wants to be Edgar Wright, but he doesn't have it. So Edgar what Wright. we get is him trying to be him okay. and failing at it. I hear you. Yeah, because that to me, exactly what you said about Janet being like, here's this like God level threat that I'm just going to never talk about again was very weird, especially because she had all this remorse about just leaving the quantum realm to like be his subjects. But she would never mention to the literal Avenger at her dinner table that there's actually a subatomic threat that you should probably know about. That felt very weird. Yes. It was a huge gaping plot hole. You know who needed a you know who needed less holes was Janet in that one. The plot needed <laughs> less holes. No, I see what you did. Okay. <laughs> I was there. Less I like holes. that. Less holes. The plot needed less holes. We have been in these seats for three phases, four phases now, right? Like loyal fans here. We're here. You have me here. Don't treat me like I'm a child where you need to feed right. me these cliches to keep me in the yeah. seats. You've had me. Uh, no, I just, I think that's a good point. I didn't think about it from the terms of it being like Marvel's 26th or 7th or whatever. 31st. Jeez. From, okay, from that standpoint, <laughs> this was this was kind of poor. Like, I don't think this was one of the worst ones, but it was spoon-fed spoon-fed messages and i like that they touched upon things but they just they only touched and they didn't go any deeper so it was just it became a cliche without without exploring it further yeah, yeah. i sat through black widow and the eternals exactly. in the theater like I, you got my money i'm coming anyway but i almost feel like where was feige in this it feels like this was just like peyton reed like letting exactly. loose or whatever yes. you know like yeah. where was he during all this was this during like the the quantity, not quality era, where he was just like overseeing everything. I guess. I th- I think they saw the final cut of this, and then that's when they decided, "Hey guys, um, we gotta scale it back because we're trying to do too much at one time." And it could yeah. because like yeah. right before this movie came out, that's when they were like, "Hey, you know what? 
we're going to go ahead and scale back the amount of TV content we put out. Yep. We're really going to start to rethink this stuff so that we can give you better product yep. and not just hit after hit after fucking hit because mm-hmm. it's, start, it's, it's starting to be trash. For Kevin it's starting Heidi to look like a money grab. You sit there and say he has 80 years worth of content left. Like, no, you, you got you to gotta figure it the fuck out. And it's so funny. The whole When I came out of the movie theater, I swear to God, I thought of Eric. Because Eric has been on this DC train and he's like, I feel like I'm the one who likes DC now. And I'm like, I can see Eric right now. There's like a Simpsons meme where like Homer's on the couch and he's like, join us. And he's like patting on the couch. That's like Eric telling us, hey, come join us. Because I'm like, James Gunn is about to like unleash some shit on us where he's trying, right? It's competitive. So I feel like yeah. he's going to release some shit that's going to blow our minds. And we're going to be like, oh, hey, DC. By the time some of James Gunn stuff comes out, though, Feige might be ready to unleash the X-Men. I think this is a good segue to the Marvel villain problem because I think the difference between DC and Marvel, now that now that Gunn is at DC, mm-hmm. Gunn knows how to treat villains. Denise, we all know you ride you ride for villains. Boo. I'm sorry, well, just super quick. James yeah. Gunn has not written a good villain. Ronan no. the Accuser and Ego? Are you serious? Really? I'm just saying, like, I like him in, in his Peacemaker universe. I like him. I like, I even, I just, I like, yeah, I like Star- his okay. villains. Starro was an Am okay villain for, in the fact that Starro wasn't actually the villain of the Suicide Squad. It was the government, but. Sure. But I also, think James Gunn's, job. like, only chosen, like, kind of, like, arbitrary, like, fringe characters to work with so far. So right. I'm, I'm curious to see what he does once he gets like a mainline character that everyone has like expectations. A, a, a Superman, of. yeah. Like, like how, yes. how do you yes. how do you do somebody that everybody's pretty sick of? Yeah, I, I did read that his Superman's like a big galoot who's struggling with like not wanting to kill and things like that. And I'm like, well, that's right. a good start. That is so, a good start. Uh, oh, it's a good start. That is okay. Let's talk about the Marvel villain problem. So okay. for years, I have been saying that Marvel has a villain problem because they bring in these f- fucking phenomenal villains who have a great backstory, who have great history in the comic books, and they bring them in and they are one and done. They are not recurring threats, with the exception early on of Loki, which just, Loki was the only one who survived this curse, and then we had, like, the creep of Thanos, and now we have Kang, but even, like, yeah, Modok, Killmonger, like, you name it, um... There in every vil- every Marvel film, there is a villain who rises up and just Zemo. Sir, Zemo lived through it. Wish he had. Right. Okay, <laughs> all right. Zemo also lives through it. But this is where I was saying, like, I think maybe we have a departure here between Marvel and DC. Maybe we'll start to see DC actually develop their their more of their villains long term and not just bring them up and kill them. David, you said earlier, you introduced Modok, who could have been fucking phenomenal and you killed him in like a half an hour he had like 30 minutes of screen time right Let's be real yeah so well can we modok so, to me modok was that villain that you could have just done a one-off on he, he's not modok isn't somebody i want to see five times I'm, sure well then, like, I mean, that's the thing. there are other five more times but in comics like you you want to see him right yeah you want to not see really, like no fun, or like like there wasn't there were more examples I just feel like you well, don't. I don't have all. Of them. I, I, I think I think one was enough 
But I would have liked the option, leave it open to potentially figure out if you can think of a good Modoc story later. Yeah, leave that, it open. That one, I would have liked that one time to have been better. Thanks, sure. right? Like it, but it was a one and done. Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, we're never getting yeah. him back again. I know. Like, so right. it's, it's like with the comics, like you get the story arcs where they can they can die off mm -hmm. and then they can come back, and they, we're never going to see Gore the God Butcher again. The only potential that we have is with this new timelines and the variants, but they still, they have to have this whole, like, within one movie, someone's super duper bad, and then they go on this arc, and then they die. Like, they always die right at the moment of redemption. It's like, it's, that's the, that's the villain problem in Marvel. I even think with so, the timeline thing, they're not going to bring people back like that. I think they, no, I, they say it, and they know that we know it isn't up. They're not going to do it. But then, I guess the thing is, yeah, like, how is it? the case that marvel should just lean into letting villains be villains just let them be villains you're not going to be able to kill them off like you are in this in the comics and then bring them back in like a story arc with another writer you're not gonna be able to do that so just leave them alone i feel like or just batman they just lock them up in arkham asylum and, and then they can come back out in some like other movie down the line right like just do yeah. that don't <clears throat> fucking kill them like, cause that that's it, and we can we'll never see them again. To me, that's yep. bananas that they do that. Yeah, I agree. Because they've totally introduced the super prison too, right. and we've only seen them put superheroes in their super prison. Yeah, it just blows my mind that they kill off some of these. And I mean, they're not even like low level, like bottom of the barrel villains. These are no. If if it's no. if it's one thing Marvel will do, it is is waste talent. They had way, and I, I don't, I don't know if anybody's watched The Good Place or Love Life yes. or anything like that. But William Harper is fucking amazing, and they had him in this movie as this piece of shit mind reader. That just he, his whole thing was a, a gag that ran a little bit too long, yeah. And then after that, he was fucking worthless. And I was like, you have to know the kind of talent you have. Anybody could have done that. You didn't need to trick me into thinking that William Harper was going to come in. And be this like frontline character, mm -hmm. and just to make him do this whole oh no what you thinking stop thinking that oh no stop thinking that yeah. stop thinking that too. It was like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. It was a little like Mantis, right? That was like, a huge Mantis. waste. Yeah. Yeah, and like it was a gigantic waste. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I actually, I agree with you, David. Like, Marvel needs to do better by its actors, like by its talent. I even was uh, watching something online today where they were saying. Um, Catherine Newton is the person who plays Cassie, but the person who played Cassie in the Endgame movie didn't oh, know yeah. that she was casted until it went public. And right. so, she, like, she lost the role, but she didn't even know the role was up for grabs. And, like, yep. that was the They that took was a big old dump had. on her. Yep. They sure yeah. did. And, Dirty. like, I, but, I, but, but like, uh, treat your act. But the thing is, like, treat your talent better. If you're going to slot big names in, do something with them. And if you're going to give someone a chance, like, treat them, treat them right. I'm going to I'm gonna be that guy that's going to say there's a chance they knew. And and, and I know I'm, I'm horrible for saying this, but there's a chance they knew what they had because they only hired that Cassie to answer a door and hug her dad and then fuck off. So they probably didn't need the greatest actress on earth to to answer the door and say, oh my God, it's dad. And, and, and then fuck off. But if they need an actress that's going to become a young Avenger and start carrying movies, yeah. they probably felt, you know, she's not that person. Because if she was that person 
it just would have been really easy to say, hey, why don't you just go ahead and keep doing this? Right. So. But that's the thing, I, though. Like, I know, I know well, we want Marvel to be nice and be like, oh, just give her the role, even though she might have not been great at it. But, like, from a talent standpoint, like, she's coming in at Endgame. Like, she's not coming in in movie two or three of the MCU. She's coming in at a time. She came in for 15 seconds. But she came in at a time when people have been under contract for like 10 years. So if you are. So did Kim Jong. He's not back. He played a security guard in a warehouse. I'm just saying. Like, there was definitely a possibility that she was like thinking that this was going to lead to more stuff. And I just, like, again, like, let her know ahead of time if this isn't for you. And not only that, but that, that, that ending like yes it was 15 seconds but that was also like a big emotional piece of endgame was like i'm back i i i'm gonna be real here again it was like a thing if you told me the cassie in this movie i would have put money i didn't notice in game i I did not notice (laughs) (laughs) until i saw the 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 tweets going around saying the girl where she was like i found it the same time y'all did i was like oh shit you weren't the same girl I had no clue. I, I would have put no clue. It was the same girl. I, I knew it. honestly because I knew Catherine Newton from other shows. Like she's in Supernatural. She's in that. Oh, so she's so movie. she's working. She no, she's been around. She's she's very much the, like the, in, the girl that yeah. plays Cassie now. Yes, but not the girl from before. Well, I I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know the girl from before, but I knew Catherine Newton from other things I've seen her in. So she's got so it's. So it's almost like they decided that she was going to play a bigger role. So they needed an actress who. No, no, I hear you. Exactly. No, I hear you. <laughs> I know what you're saying, oh, but I do think they. I could just have shout, done it shout out to to Cassie Lang for I do like there was one thing I forgot about where she every time she saw Darren she was like legit scared. She was like, oh shit, That's that was true. the dude who attacked me when I was six. Yeah. So I thought that was like a nice little like they didn't do enough of that, but there's a little nod to that. Like she showed like yeah. legit terror. Yeah, that's true. A little, little bit of like when I was six, this guy was Trauma. the absolute scariest person I've ever seen. So yeah, but yeah, it did feel like there's just been no consistency with the actors who played Cassie, which I understand if you're going from six years old to whatever age she is is going to happen. But anyways, so we've talked about the villain problem, Denise. You wanted to talk about um, the hero problem. Sean has said before how Marvel definitely has a villain problem. Do they also have a hero problem right now too? Where either it's trying to button shit up or is it leaving too much open at the end? I think I don't think it's a hero problem. I think it is a formula problem because they mm-hmm. found they got to a point where they were like, okay, you know what fucking worked? In game. We had people in the movie theater fucking screaming and throwing shit at the screen like it was a goddamn Fuji's music that video. Was 10 years ago. So Right, yeah. right, but but now they're like, okay, how can we do that every single phase? You can't. So so now, well, they do because now everything, it's not so much the story. Everything is now just Easter eggs and what's coming next. And yeah. because, like, like I'm telling, like before, how long did it take you, walking out of that movie theater before you thought, okay, I need to go to New Rock Stars to catch this breakdown and see what I missed and all sort of shit. Well, I think if they get better writers, they still have a lot of, like, good material on deck with Fantastic Four and with X-Men. Like, this is kind of just a weak middle Secret phase, World, I feel like. like. Secret, Secret World really has a chance to blow me away. If they do it right. If they do, if they it, do right. it right. But they have to hire the right cast, the right writers, the right director, the right so much for it to happen. 
Where in the comic yeah. books, it's just a writer and an illustrator, and then it's boom, it's together. There's so much more at stake when you try to put it in in live action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you have to get. Like, well, yeah, yeah because you only like, get one shot. Yes. Because a lot of comic books are trash. But yes, they just move on to the next. Comic they move on book, to the next so. story arc, and the one that catches on is the one that we talk about, right? Right. Yeah. If they have one shot in this live action, and if they don't get it, if they don't build up to it, right, we're we're done. So yeah, my and my follow up, my follow up was maybe it's not a hero problem, maybe it's an audience problem in the sense that at this point, for the people who've been around for all thirty one movies, your audience is not the same. You really. You should trust us more, and you cannot spoon-feed us this much. However, at the beginning, they also were really good about, um, I don't know how, I don't know if there's a word for this, but, like, genre-nizing all of these movies. So, mm-hmm. America, Captain America was always political thrillers, Ant-Man was always heist movies, and they were really, really good at that. So, every time you went to go see a movie, it was a different genre. Right. Do they maybe need to adopt that with, like, audiences and kind of, like, tear them out? So, like, here are the people who've been around for a long time. This is the, audi- the target audience. Do These are the kid movies. Right. Let's target this audience. Like, are they just trying to capture too much at all times trying to spoon feed the new generation and say this is a formulaic movie where we've been around for the last 20 years going jesus christ can you trust me to put together some plot points right like is it not a hero problem but is it an audience problem i think that's a great point i think like organizing them would go a long way because the comics try to do that too like these are these are the more edgier adult comics these are the kind of lighter-hearted kid comics and they're semi easy to identify like oh i can skip that i should read that so if they could do that with the movies that would go a long way now that the catalog is so big they definitely need to do that i think right now if i wanted to see moon girl and devil dinosaur i have to go to what disney jr or something i don't even know if it's disney cartoons i have to go to like disney jr to see those comics right now like to see that com that that cartoon right now it's adorable and it's on General Disney Plus. You don't oh, have Disney to Plus. go to Junior. I didn't know. Yeah, it's just, also, it's just on Disney Plus. It's just on I Disney Plus. No idea. To me, it was on Disney Junior. I have no idea. I just know I need to go off the beaten path to find it. <laughs> but just a streaming service. Yeah, it's just there. Listen, it's right on the homepage. Just it's right adorable. There. Listen, Lunella is killing it. I feel like it's it cute as shit. I feel it's like it's off somewhere. But but no, they really do. They need to kind of like how they did Werewolf by Night. Like it's a it's a horror movie. It's going to be over yeah. here if you want to see it. WandaVision yeah. is going to be over here if you want to see it. Loki is yeah. over here. Like, don't try to, like, put us all into the same thing. There were so many kitty elements mm-hmm. in Ant-Man where I was like, I could have done without this. You should have given me yeah. the last 30 seconds or three minutes of this should have been the entire fucking film. That should have been it. And let me yeah. have that as an adult. I know with, like, Peacemaker and stuff, they've got the HBO Max stuff. I don't know what else yep. is coming on Disney of, like, uh, with DC, but... I feel like they're going to do a good job of separating the, the audiences out. Yeah. I, I think I think that's it. I think it's an audience problem and I hear a problem. But it also reminds me of, um, I don't know if any of you have seen Freddie Prince Jr. talk about Star Wars. So Freddie Prince Jr. is very, uh, Garrett, you're smiling. Have you seen him talk about Star Wars? There's Oh, he is such a huge, passionate nerd about it. It's awesome. Is, he is so into it, and he apparently has had a lot of conversations with what's his name, Dave Fiori. Fiori. Yeah, yeah, the, the Rebels guy, like yeah. Filoni, Who's, Filoni, Filoni, Filoni. Thank you. And he's like helming a lot of the Disney Star Wars content on Disney Plus, right? So he yeah. they're and, making him like the Feige of Star Wars, kind yes. of. Yes. 
Yes, and so Freddie Prinze Jr. is actually super close with him. He's voiced a lot of characters, so it has Sarah Michelle Gellar, who's Buffy, so this is how I know all of these things, because obviously they're married. Um, but he's gone on rants on in Wait, interviews. obviously they're married? They have been married from like since like 1999. They're one of the oldest oh, couples shit. in Hollywood. They have two kids together. They're just like the lowest key t- like couple Super cute, from yeah. our Good youth. Good for him. Yep. I'm right. glad he Yeah, and, he like backed off their careers to like yes. just be a like cute couple. Yeah, and well, he and, backed off of his. No, he did. And he was like, "I just want to be a stay-at-home <laughs> dad. Can you like be my working wife?" And she was yeah, like, "Yeah, because okay. I, I remember she was working a lot in like yeah. the mid 2000s." Yeah. No, Freddie he, Prince Jr. kind of disappeared. Yeah, because he was like, yeah. she's got this. I just want to be a stay-at-home dad and, like, hang okay. out with my kids. Like, so he's, so anyways, the, the, the work that he did do was voice work for Star Wars. So he has this rant that he goes on about exactly what you were talking about, Denise. Like, the older Star Wars fans get so pissed off about the new Star Wars content yeah. because they have a hard time understanding that it is also for kids. Yes. So they're like, you, you cannot begrudge these new kids being a part of the audience because you got into it when you were a kid and because like well i was into it when i was a kid so i'm the longest fan like that doesn't work when they're still targeting the same age group right so you have to allow new fans in and you have to allow for the fact that those movies are not now elevated to adult only content yeah so anyways if you can see this interview it's a great interview he goes on a whole thing about the force it's great when i think of ant-man as cinema I get really frustrated, but when I think of Quantumania as like a '60s, like Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, one of the cheesier comics right. brought to life on a big blockbuster level, mm-hmm. I'm kind of happy. Yeah. So I have to like force myself to look at it that way because I do get frustrated I when I look at it as cinema. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm. I'm not gonna say I'm glad that Stanley was dead for this one. I'm oh. just saying. That I'm glad that I didn't have to see him cameo in this piece of oh shit. Oh my god! Oh boy! Fun fact: Fre- Freddie Prince Jr. is six foot one. That's my. Why is it a fun I had, fact? Because I just said I'm glad Stan Lee is dead, so I had to, <laughs> I had to get away from that somehow. God damn! There's no, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. I feel, I feel like. There's no way that Stan Lee would have cameoed in this movie. Oh, my God. Anyway. I thought for sure you were going to say there's no way Freddie Prince Jr. 6'1", and I was like, this took a week. No, I, no, I believe he's he's got that He's got a tall yeah, head. He's, I believe 6'1". Oh, yeah. yeah. But did we all see that Stephen Yun just got cast in the Thunderbolts? I know, Yeah, right? but as what? No, no, no. I don't know. Don't, no, we no, don't, know don't get yet, excited. But I'm excited. Don't get excited. I'm excited. Because you saw, you saw what they did to the black dude in goddamn Ant-Man. True. Okay, but, but they are good. saying it, it's a it's a multiple it's a role that could go further beyond this movie. I love Stephen Yun. They gonna pay that man twenty five million dollars to be a fucking janitor or some shit. I hate <laughs> I hate what they do. <laughs> okay, before we wrap up, there was one thing that we promised that we would talk about, and then we totally skipped over, and those were the end credits. All right, so mid credit scene. Which one was the mid credit scene? Oh, the Council of Kings. The Council. Was the Council. Kings. Yes. Listen, all right. when you all saw Immortus, did you think Shaq Fu? Because that's what I thought. God damn it. <laughs> you a nigga, man. Yes. <laughs> I, I saw the mustache and the beard. And I was like, oh, shit, that's Shaq Fu. I said it out loud in the movie theater, son. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> I said, this is Shaq Fu. What the fuck are we doing? Okay. Sorry. Oh, no. 
Castle of oh, Kings. I actually had no follow-up questions. I just assumed that we would all talk about the Council of Kings because it was fucking awesome. I the only so, thing I have to say about that scene is I am so proud of Kang. At first, other than the Shaq Fu comment, I am just highly impressed that every version of him is just so ambitious to take over the world. Because I realize and feel like in multiple universes, the alternate me is just someone laying low, reading books with their cats. Every version of me. Well, see, Even Oreos. That's 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 kind of the thing that lays into the second end credit scene. The first scene was the council, and 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 I and I want to say, as much as I would love, um, in a perfect world, me and Jonathan Majors would just be together, and and I just and we just be happy. Neither of us are acting, or you know, doing what I do, making much less money. We would just. We would like paint pictures of dogs. You'd be Bill and Frank in, in St. Louis. Yeah, we would Frank. be, and they'd be and they'd be Bill fucking Frank. perfect. Um, but in this world, he's an actor and he's fucking amazing at it. He is, and each none of those characters felt like a waste. No, no. And that I feel like to have that many characters, and plus Kane the Conqueror, plus He Who Remains, and for all of them to feel brand new i think that takes an amount of skill that i'm glad marvel recognized did you hear he yeah. almost, he almost walked out of his meeting with them and almost didn't do it no i didn't hear that mm-hmm. i'm glad i'm glad he chose for, to. Yeah. for what reason though you he's gonna he, i didn't read the whole article but basically he didn't want to feel like he was wasting their time like i don't i don't know oh. if he didn't feel like he couldn't do it but he almost didn't do it I feel like at the end of this, he's going to feel like his time has been wasted and I'm going to be sad about that. Right. But I'm glad he's doing it. Yes. Um, But segue from that to that second scene. With, oh, wait. With, with, oh, go ahead. My bad. I just wanted to add in. I particularly loved how unhinged each of them felt. Each of like, them. Yes. Each of them felt... Like, Denise, I know you were saying they felt like they were so ambitious. To me, they had their own, like, special flavor of just... But they all were unhinged in it. They just felt all and, a little, like, a little wild. And I yeah. was just like, And not I just the that. three main ones. No, they all were, like, All raucous, of them, like the stadium. Like, and he had to play each... He had to play yeah. each one of them. All of them. And he yeah. brought a different but equally chaotic energy to yes. every single one of them. Did you hear that he hasn't seen the movie? Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. fucking glad. I hope he never fucking sees it. Oh. I hope he never fucking watches it. I just, because, oh, God, it's terrible. Well, the, the other thing is, though, like, list, like watching all of these all of these Kangs be, like, a little bit unhinged and a little bit wild in the eyes, I was like, that brought me right back to Loki and the Kang that we met there, and mm. he remains. And I was just like, just that, that's... They're all so different, but they have that just beautiful little thread of just that. I I I've got I don't know I can't describe it, but he is he is perfectly capturing yes. it. Um, he is. And then aside from that, I was just stalling because Garrett got kicked off. He's trying to restart. So oh, if he wanted okay. To add, okay yeah. So if he wanted if he wanted to add to the Council of Kangs, I was just buying him time. Well, but also all of what I just <laughs> we'll said. His thoughts when he comes back. Yes. Yeah, I say when he gets back in here, we'll kick <laughs> it. Because the next scene, the next face we see is Tom fucking Hiddleston, and that yeah. was the most emotion I think I you got from me in that entire movie was seeing his face. 
No, I mean, yeah, whatever. It was a commercial for Loki season two, and I, I didn't like that. The end credit scenes used to be sacred. Mm-hmm. Now they just used it as a fucking commercial. You could have given me that in a fucking YouTube short. I didn't need to fucking see that at the end of the fucking movie. Leave it out or give me a better one, but don't give me the goddamn commercial that you're going to show everybody in two in weeks. In credit anyway. screen, in credit scenes have always been what's coming up next. Always. They, yeah, they have been, but they haven't been so pointed in advertisement for the next show. Like when Thanos used to show up in the end credit scenes, yeah, like it wasn't like, oh, Thanos is coming in Age of Ultron. No, he fucking wasn't. Like the shit, Thanos showed up at the end of the Avengers and... We saw him later on down the line. We, he established himself as a big bad. Yes, sure, cool. But it wasn't like, okay, well now, you know, Kang is going to be back as Victor Timely in Loki Season 2. And here's a clip from Loki Season 2. I don't fucking, don't do that. Don't do that. Give give me an actual end credit scene. I can go home and watch, I, I could have seen that on fucking YouTube. IGN could have showed me that in a week. I'm glad they didn't. I love seeing Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> well, I'm glad it made you happy. Any scene where Jonathan Major's arms are making an appearance and they're naked, I'm there. I am there for it. Let me tell Every you, time. that fucking end where he was putting that Creed break, <laughs> that Creed beat down on, I said beat his ass. I wanted nothing more for him to just, his suit to just disintegrate. And for me to just see every muscle just beating the shit out of Paul Rudd. I, just I wanted to him to choke me out. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't? Oh, wow. Oh, he's back. Hey. He's back. My bad. While you were gone, we were talking the mid-scene credit and then the end-scene credit. So the Kane Council and then the Victor Timely in yeah. so I don't know if you had any thoughts on those. Loved all that stuff. Very, very comic book. Like, as a comic book fan, I loved it. I don't know how regular audiences are going to take that. It's it's a lot. It is. It's yep. it's a it, it's a lot if you if you don't know anything about King. I, I kind of like how they're doing a multiversal version. It feels a little different from the comics where these are like separate individuals. Whereas in the comics, sometimes it's like the same person at a different age. Like yeah. sometimes it's like one version is like the silver, the red centurion or whatever. He's a younger version of the conqueror. Well, Immortus is like the same person, just like older and wiser and less of an asshole. So like okay. it can get complicated. Yeah. Right. But then you, you got, you've got guys like Iron Lad, who's a good guy. You've yes. got, Guys like in the second in the second cutscene, like with with Victor Timely, who isn't really a bad guy. He was just a a version of Kang who was broken so early that he was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna go back in time and just try to live a life where nobody fucking bothers me." Live, live like, like a 30th I, century life in like the 60s, which which is cool. Like I, I like that. Yeah. I like Victor Timely. Yeah, he's like, I'm not trying to change the world. I'm just trying to be chill. And not have the Avengers come kick my ass right now. (laughs) 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 All right, wonderful. Well, then, I guess just final pass at overall thoughts. 
of the movie. Overall um, thoughts and early tearing. Okay, so Denise, walk, Denise, walk, walk everybody so, through your tears. As we did in Phase Four, we have the S tier, which is heaven. Like that is top of the line. Yes. Then we've got super special. A, super special, like flawless. A, do, do you have the list in front of you? Of Phase Four. No, the of the of the our S tier. Yeah. Like, do you have what's in our S tier? We only had two projects. We had one. We had Loki, WandaVision. Oh, oh Spider Man. No, no Way Home. No Way Home and Black Panther. Black oh, Panther I two. forgot about Black Panther. We four. I, well, okay. you did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I really did because they were black. We got I, five more days of Black History Month, fam. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's our S tier. Then we've got A to yes. D. And then we've got. I feel like it can it, it it starts at hell, but it goes to like the the different layers of hell. Well, because there was hell, there was hell, and then we had an eternal so layer. Eternal starts just for yeah. David. And it just goes down to the, the different layers of hell. So depending on the day, y'all about to be real mad at me. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> just early rankings, because you know we we they do kind of slide around. Where would you put? This movie, S tier to the seven layers of hell, where would you put this movie? I, I liked it. It wasn't great. It wasn't, it, I didn't think it was awful. I'm going to see. Like, middle, right in the middle. Okay. okay. Oh, that makes sense. All right. Okay. Shana, you look wonderful thinking. Uh, yeah, because I'm trying to think of like what we had in our tiers, because generally we try to bucket them. I would say that. I don't know. This was about as entertaining as Thor: Love and Thunder. So wherever we ranked Thor: Love that's and Thunder, that's a D. We have that as a yeah. D. That was a D. That's where I would rank this one. Like, uh, like, uh, yeah. I mean, that that feels right. It was for me. It was uh, the same tier as wherever Thor: Love and Thunder fell. Right. Okay. It feels right for me in a D also. Although I feel like I could entertain putting it in hell also. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm, I'm in between the two, but I. I, 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 I don't know. I, uh, today, D. A month yeah. from now, I might put it in hell. We'll see. But See, I think the difference for me is I had, I really wanted to like Thor Love and Thunder. So yeah. I was really disappointed having to rank it that low. So for me, I'm just, but this one, I don't, I didn't have any like expectations. So that's just that's where true. it lives. And that's fine with me. That's true. I, I yeah. almost, I forgot yeah. to even buy tickets for this until the day of. Cause I was like, I bought tickets the day before, and they were that's not crazy. Sold. That's crazy. I bought, I bought <laughs> yeah. like a few. Hours and I, went, I went on Thursday. I bought my tickets Wednesday for I Thursday my night on Thursday, and yeah. had and had no problems. Seven o'clock, I was full center. So I feel like a D is is right for me. All right, David. I where's it at? Um. Okay, so I'm, I'm. There's a caveat here. Okay, if Jonathan Majors had not lost half his costume in that last fight, <laughs> this would have been a hell tier for me. Ooh, okay. But um, he was sweating. Woo! And yeah, we liked that. He had the guns out. So your man crush brings Ooh, it from he hell. He sure did. It, no, it brings it from hell to a C. Are you serious? Ooh, whoa! I think you are you are really underestimating how much. I mean, Majors <laughs> was major in this. He makes it so rewatchable. He makes this there, movie rewatchable. 
there's a there there is a snowball's chance in hell he hears this podcast. And <laughs> if he does, I need him to know that he made this movie for me. Like like I'm and I'm and I'm being dead serious. With and and even if he had done a lesser performance, I would have been good with a D. Here's the thing: he, you have also saved this movie for me. Express as much of a love for Brian Tyree Henry, and I have you. Every time I talk, he didn't. He didn't get the screen time. If he had gotten the screen time in Eternals, that that like also the arms. If, he 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 Brian <laughs> <And> sweat. <laughs> Brian had way more to fight against. He was in a way wasted for sure in that uh, then, massive ensemble. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he had way more to fight against than than Jonathan did. But without without Jonathan, this is a D. This is a D or hell tier easy. I would say hell tier easy without Jonathan. Easy. With Jonathan, I'd give it a C. Yeah. Without Jonathan, yeah, hell tier obviously. But with Jonathan, but I would give it a C. A if 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 you if you replaced. Jonathan with Michael B. Jordan, like the physically same guy, like amazing to look at, but the acting ability of Jonathan, like when, like when he, when he wanted to be that, that scary level of angry, he, he got there. The quiet rage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's rare that it's the, it's the unhinged element. It's like you look, he's got the crazy eyes where you're just like, I don't know. Like, like he's going to start yelling. And then when he doesn't start yelling, it's just a, a fucking awkward 15, 20 seconds of waiting to see how mad he's going to get. Yeah. Before he like boils your bones inside your body. Yeah. Denise, don't get me wrong. I hated this movie. He just loves it that much. But god damn it. <laughs> like are you sweating talking about it? Is oh my god, when he when he stomped on Ant-Man's face, holy sh- I wanted I that to be my face. So bad. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Like just put your foot just right on my fucking forehead. I, oh man. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, take, a, so, take, yeah, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. <laughs> that's really cool. Got it. There's there's so much tension in David's closet right now. Mm. This is a hell movie. But it is hot as shit in this closet. Anyway, but John. yeah. So okay. with without him, without him, obviously, I mean, hell tier, no question, because everybody else was trash as fuck. The right. writing was trash. Right. Directing was trash. Right. Um. But but the thing is, we're gonna see the writing and the directing. Maybe the directing again. With King Dynasty, King yeah. Dynasty. So I mean. I thought the writing was okay. It definitely was not great, but the directing like sunk it further down. But I do I don't want to see the same writer on King Dynasty. I do not. I, well, you're gonna. You're going yeah. to. So. That sucks. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> that sucks. Get ready for that. <laughs> Get ready for that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well, while while David calms down, Denise, you want to tell people where they can find us? I never said I was going to calm down. So I don't know where that came from. <laughs> He's gonna say at an eleven for Jonathan Majors. Before for I say where we can find us, Garrett, it was so much fun having you here. Thank it, you. it was a, it was fun <laughs> being here. It's, thank Are you we so not much. doing stuff we're looking forward to anymore? I don't know. I mean, we used to do a whole thing of stuff we were looking forward to well, on nerd shit and geek stuff. Okay, well, I was I would just like to tell everybody that like yes, Destiny. Two Lightfall comes out on Tuesday, and I am fucking. That's psyched. all he wanted to talk about. <laughs> I got I got my best friend playing the game now, so I'm playing with him. I'm 
I'm going to I'm going to work on getting my other best friend into it. I don't give a fuck if I got to pay for it. The trailer came out today because I know we didn't get to talk about it because we're doing Ant-Man, but oh. PlayStation had their state of play today. Oh, yeah. And there was so, a bunch of new trailers for that. E3, it looked amazing. I think I saw E3, like Sony, Nintendo, like nobody's going to E3 anymore. Every, everybody pulled out because everybody understands now that they can just do their own There's thing no and thing everybody's going to fucking it's watch like, it. Okay. It's like So Comic-Con. Sony did their state of play today. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like Comic-Con with yeah. Marvel pulling out and Disney pulling out and them all doing their own little cons. And, and I'm telling so. you, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. They came out with gameplay for that today too, at State of Play, and it looks fucking amazing. Oh, really? It looks great. Yes. Mm. So, really okay. psyched about that. DC storytelling um, is great, just outside of their movies. <laughs> it is. Oh my god! Even as, even as a video game, the storytelling looks amazing. It, their storytelling is top notch. Injustice yeah. is like one of the best DC stories, which is kind of crazy. It is. As a video game, yeah, because I read the comic books and I was like, okay, this is okay. The video game, though, I, I feel like it's better than the comic books. Agreed. So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess what we're if we're doing what we're excited for, Garrett. What what in your nerd sphere is my, coming up or my, happening that's got you excited? Immediate sphere. I got the Formula One season starting uh, <gasps> next Garrett? weekend, which I am stoked <laughs> about. <laughs> Garrett, wait, 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 wait. Tell who, me who, right who's, now, who's your man? Your favorite driver is Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, Lewis, Lewis one, Lando two. I I got my I got my little Lego Mercedes. The Lego Mer- the Lego Mercedes came with a white Lego with black nappy hair. I'm like yes. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And at the time, my- Bodis a a a guy from Finland with fine blonde hair was his teammate. So I'm like, it's neither of these guys. I had to buy. I had to buy a T'Challa Lego to put that head on my Lewis Hamilton <laughs> Lego Mercedes Benz. I need to see a picture of that. You have to send yes. it. Oh, no. I need to see that. Yes. You said F1, and I was like, oh, if he says Verstappen, Denise is going to fucking go crazy. Oh, my <laughs> wife likes Verstappen. It, it, it's hectic in the house. Oh. Oh, okay. oh my Lulu. It's my Lulu. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. This took a turn. This took a turn. All right, Denise, what are you excited about? <laughs> Formula One, yes. Okay. Um, Other than that, no, I've seen everybody getting into the Hogwarts thing. So I'm going gonna, gonna to be a fake Harry Potter fan for a little bit and try to act like I know what's going on and maybe even play the game. Maybe watch a movie or two. We'll see. If somebody buys it for me, like, like Shauna got... Then I'll I'll play it, but I'm not I'm not giving I'm not giving that dick weed my money. So. <laughs> That's fair. Dick, yeah, I, I can agree JK with that. Rowling. JK uh, Rowling. Yeah, yeah. JK Rowling. Yeah, JK Rowling. That game? fucking asshole. Oh, she does. Yeah. Huh? She gets money. Yeah, she does. Huh? She's, yeah. yeah, she's kind of a terrible person. But I was yeah. gifted the game, so I've been really playing Hogwarts Legacy, um, and it's uh, I'm I'm really sorry to say it, but it is it's really good. I'm, I it feel looks bad, really but good. it's really good. No, it, it, I, I know. it looks amazing. It's and really I, good. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. game has tested my resolve. Yeah. Because, God mm-hmm. damn it, I want to put that fucking sorting hat on. <laughs> so yeah, bad. yeah. But um, I, I wasn't going to buy it. I came down on that side, and then um, Ashley got it for me for my birthday, and she was like, but like no strings attached, you don't have to be worried about it anymore. And I was like, thank you. And it's Aww. really good. Um, and 
now, and I just I saw don't have today, friends like that. So yeah, and then <laughs> and then I just saw today that HBO is now developing a show based on the storyline from Hogwarts Legacy, and they consider it to be a long-term project. So there will be sequels to the game. Where does it take place in like the timeline? Uh, late 1800s, so like oh. 1890. So total. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a great area to explore. It's totally separate from a lot of the other things. Absolutely, yeah. completely. Separate. Way before trans people uh, existed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got the whole thing out of the way. <laughs> there, there is a trans person in the game. Um, so they're they they I don't know they tried and you can. You Does can just... J.K. Rowling know that? <laughs> according uh, according to well. <laughs> I'm sorry. Enjoy, enjoy your game, everybody. No. I'm not. I know. So the thing is, I think the thing is, J.K. Rowling does not consider herself to be transphobic, right? Like she does not. She does not acknowledge that she has problematic views. Um, also, no, she just doesn't like them. She doesn't like them, but she's she does not. She does not <laughs> like, acknowledge not, it's a problem. She's like, I'm not transphobic. I just don't think that trans people are real people. That's right. That's exactly what she thinks. And she was not included in the development of the game but she is associated with wb so like basically anything to do with the property she will eventually get money there's always going to be a roll-up but um at this point she has so much fuck you money i think we could all just ignore her right maybe she could just go away too yeah that would be the best thing and i wish she fucking would so i could play this goddamn game yeah (laughs) shauna they started production on severance season two Last I'm week, really excited about that. Did you hear that? Yeah. yeah, we had we had a couple friends just start watching it, and I was like, "You just wait until you tell me, like, I when, oh, you, when you figure out the waffle parties, I want to talk." Or, or everybody who is just tuning in and refusing to listen to our earlier episodes, <laughs> um, holy shit! Please watch the se- the first season of Severance. It's it so is, good. Okay. It's amazing. It. I think I watched what, stopped like, two episodes. Shauna, you know why I stopped. I never. I, I haven't gone back for the table yet, so I haven't. <laughs> I haven't logged into my Apple Plus. The longest running joke, Garrett. You you got you now get to know the longest running joke on this podcast is that no one has passwords for anything. <laughs> so I can't I can't mooch off his account. Shonda will always edit it out because she's that that good Canadian person. She's like, now you get them in trouble. <laughs> I, I always. No one knows about it, but I always edit out any conversation about logins and <laughs> password right. sharing. Um, but in every episode, this comes up. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> like I, you haven't watched them. Like you know, it's a real problem. And Sean is like, "Oh, you too." And then she edits it out. <laughs> I just edit it out. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yes. So yeah, editing. So. Editing. But yeah, anyways, that's that's it. Um, those are all the things we're those, looking forward to, and then the Comic Con, like just con seasons in general. So, like, I got the Awesome Con email today. I know WonderCon is coming out for you guys in the West Coast. San Diego Comic Con is coming back. Like, mm-hmm. con season is coming pretty. Yes, soon, so. there's one in Richmond coming up too, in like in March. I, I think. yeah, oh, like wow. so many comic conventions yeah. coming yeah. back up. So it makes that's super awesome. excited for that. Get out, get some comic books, meet some yes. people. Be amongst our nerds. Can't wait for Love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, I guess we should circle back and once again. Oh, yes. and that's Garrett, my dog Penny. Penny. Yeah. Yes. Penny. Penny's like wrapping the fuck up. Garrett, once again, yeah. thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> thank you again. Yes. Being here. You have to come back. This is awesome. You. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Again. Yes. <laughs> um. So yes, but for everyone listening, please, if you're listening, re- 
view us, give us a rating wherever you are. Go back and listen to our previous episodes where we talked Peacemaker and House of the Dragon and The Last of Us. We're watching that right now. And God only knows what else Phase four. Yes. Video games. Yeah. Christmas yeah. movies was very controversial. <laughs> you're, you're feeling like a holiday. Yes. We've done so much. Go back. Give us a lesson. Uh, give us a listen. Excuse me. Give I, us a... I like the cartoon episode. Oh, the cartoon episode. Oh yes, Society Morning Cartoons. Yes. We did. Yeah, we did an episode on cartoons. Yes. yes. Like the and last we time we talked. We've talked villains before in previous episodes. So so much to go back and listen to. Give us a listen and let yeah. us know what you want to hear about. You can find us on uh, anywhere you can find podcasts, but on social media, we're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I would, you know, I would conservatively, I would just say TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. I wouldn't. But like, don't. I mean, don't, don't, don't really worry too much about the Twitter and the Facebook because we don't. <laughs> we can still find us there. You, you we're there. Us. Drop us a line. Somebody will get to you eventually. Well, Two to four. Two to four business weeks. It's <laughs> not true. Thank you so much for joining in with us, and we will talk to you later. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs>